And we are here today to have some more continuing discussions about uh, nursing issues, real issues facing the nursing world today, things that we want to talk about without the threat of managers coming down, breathing on our necks, or firing us. Um, so today, ooh, Sarah, I'm so excited about today's topic um, because I know that every nurse in America and probably internationally has a ton to say about this topic. Our topic today, idiot providers. Ooh. <laughs> I know and that we have all any of you with... come at us, listen, we're all on a team. I hear you. I <laughs> Not don't the care. idiot providers. The idiot You're providers stupid. aren't on our team. You're being stupid. And actually, and you this have is to a good know. topic because while we are releasing uh, these podcasts in September, we are in August recording. Uh, and so we are fresh off of July residence, right? Uh, it's been rough. It's been a rough month. It really has been a rough month. Although I was working with a um, a resident last night who came in and I swear to God, he didn't know which end was up. And I wanted to just pet his head <laughs> and be like, poor little baby. And then I looked at, I looked at my fellow nurse and I was like, I was like, oh, is he an intern? And they go, no, he's a third year. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, now I really uh, want to pet his head and say, were, poor baby. You were trying to buddy. be empathetic, but he didn't deserve it. Also, buddy, you're in big trouble. <laughs> because <laughs> also, also, yikes. Also, you have yikes. like 10 months to shape up before you're in attending. And if you don't, guess what? You're an idiot provider. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> you right. might be an idiot provider if. That's, like, that's a game we can play. <laughs> you know what? I think that's a new game I'm going to play every day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Okay. Well, for those of you who tuned in with us last week, you will remember that our first inaugural episode was about bullying in uh, in healthcare. And um, there was a story that I wanted to talk about on the bullying subject, but I think it's a really good tie-in into idiot providers. Um, it's a little more serious than some of the idiot provider stories I'd love to share. But I do think it needs to be addressed because this is something that is just going on far too long. Um, all right. So I had a situation uh, in which I had to, this this was several, this was a while ago actually, um, but I had to board a surgery. And for anybody who knows, um, I mean, some like federal requirements for safety regulations are that you have to use two patient identifiers to board a procedure or a surgery. Um, and those two patient identifiers are name and date of birth. And those regulations come down from governmental agencies. They're not something that I just made up, right? Um, and yeah. these regulations have been in place for several... I can't wait to see where this goes, because <laughs> that seems like the most basic thing. So I know, I can't right? wait to see where this I, goes. I know. You want, like, basic things to go um, very simply, because they've been going on for 30 years. And so, nonetheless, so the surgeon calls me and wants to board a case, and... Um, Board meaning admit? Bo board meaning um, book book a surgery for a patient. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. And so I'm kind of the first line of defense in making sure we have the correct patient, the correct procedure, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we've never had any issues with them, you know, operating on the wrong person. Right. Cor- on the wrong body part, on the wrong never. side of the body. This... Never. So. Right. Exactly. I don't know why these are in place. That sounds, sounds asinine. Right. I mean, who needs safety measures? Right. Uh, I know, right? So, okay. So uh, I ask for the patient's name and date of birth. And he says, I don't know. It's patient in room. And honestly, I don't remember the room. But let's say hypothetically, it's room like 350, right? Okay. He's like, I don't know. It's the patient in room 350. Well, Okay, first of all, we all know that room number is not an effective uh, way to identify a patient. Because how many times have you transferred patient rooms and whatnot? Oh, my God. That's so stupid. And I said, Doc, you know, I I need the patient's name and date of birth. Um, and And he was like, it's 350. And I was like, that's not okay. Uh, I need the name and date of birth. And so he gives me a name, first name and last name. And I'm not going to help him, but for my peace of mind, I'm trying to locate this person in the system. And I can't even find mm-hmm. this person in the system. Right? Oh, great. Yeah. And so I'm like, buddy. You're probably in a different, a completely different hospital. <laughs> I'm like, well, that could happen too. It's not what happened in this case, but I, I was, <laughs> I'm like, buddy, you really got to provide this information. So... Uh, I can't board the case for you. Give me a call back when, you know, you're able to provide this information. (laughs) And he starts flying off the handle, calling me every profanity in the book. Um, Oh, my God. People are uh, ridiculous. I know. I know. And so I I stayed really calm. I mean, he's literally screaming at me. I'm holding the phone like 10 feet away from my ear. Well, I have go-go gadget arms, so I can hold it 10 feet away from my ear. (laughs) Sure. but I'm holding it 10 feet away from my ear and I can still hear him yelling profanities at me and calling me every swear word in the book. And finally I pulled the phone a little closer to my face and I said, Hey doc, uh, I'm going to go ahead and let you go. When you have the information that you need, I'd be happy to book your case. Uh, and that was kind of the end of it. And I came back on my shift that night and I, my coworker was like, Oh my God. So apparently this doc, uh, surgery called to ask my coworker if the case had been boarded and she was like, you know, I, I, I don't know. He never called back to board the case. So she calls the doctor and she's like, hey, do you want to board this case? And the doctor said, the doctor starts screaming every profanity in the book at her, starts threatening me professionally and like personally making threats towards me to my coworker. I, I mean, mean he is ranting. What this is, is your problem? By the way, let me just remind you. This is all because I asked for a name and date of birth for a patient that he wanted to perform surgery on. Okay? Like, let's put this in perspective. How about so, we make a bigger point of, why don't you know your patient's name? Wait, the phone broke up. What'd you say? Why don't Why don't you know your patient's name? I, you don't well, have it on the yeah. list somewhere? Like, I mean, are you serious? Yeah, I mean, that's a totally valid point. And you got to rearrange your phone because you're a robot again. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, there you go. You're right there. Um, no, but it's a totally valid point. Like, why don't you know your patient's name? I get that. Um, and as a patient, why doesn't your surgeon know my name? <laughs> right? Right. So, <laughs> right. So anyway, so this goes on and on. And um, and anyway, so I find out that this doctor has now made threats against me professionally and personally. And I escalate this all the way up the chain of command. I mean, this went very high in a large health system. And Yikes. Um, the first immediate responses I got from people were like, 
oh, that's just Dr. So-and-so. That's how he behaves. Oh, classic. And I'm yeah. like, mm, not okay. It's wildly inappropriate from dawn till dusk, and no one gives a single fuck about it. Right. Sucks. Right, exactly. Sure. That's a culture that I want to work in. I know, right? And so I was livid. So then I that's I when I really started escalating things. And I was like, I was like, this cannot go on, cannot go on anymore. Um, and I will tell you, uh, I haven't really had to interact with him uh, recently, but uh, but he still works for the healthcare system. Nothing has happened to him. Um, and let's talk about how unhinged that is, though. Yeah. Now, if you're, if you want to, I feel like people allow doctors to be like that. And this is a tale as old as time. These like you know rageaholic like maniacal dictators that we have to work underneath. <laughs> Is that too dramatic? No, um, I think it's perfectly appropriate. But we allow the behavior because oh they're saving lives. Oh they're so good with their patients. Oh they're such a good doctor. Mm, okay, I, first of all I'm not convinced. Second of all, <laughs> wait wait such a good doctor that doesn't even know their patient's name. Well I mean you're <laughs> right about that. But also like it wasn't like I was asking for his exact weight taken today and like if you don't have that information I can't book the surgery and right. like you were being a brat about it. Right. You were asking for the single most basic piece of fucking information that you could possibly ask ooh, a person. Oh get this, get this. So the name he ended up giving me, not even the right name. Oh not even the I'm right name. To hear that. Jesus. <laughs> so wait, why do we do surgeries on the wrong people? Oh oh because people book surgeries under room numbers not okay. Okay, so I so yes, I mean we could have a whole discussion on how many inappropriate things went down here. But the whole point is this dude is totally an idiot provider. Why does he still have a job? Right. I mean, and you I mean you can make the argument, oh well, he makes money for the hospital. Okay, well, do you want his patients finding out that this is behavior and this is how he um, treats his patients when they're not around and this is how he talks about people and it speaks to a whole culture of physicians, which is a, a whole, I mean, I'm sure there have been studies about it because it seems like the one who you, that stands out to you as like the best doctor is the one that's like the nicest and looks you in the eye and like remembers your name, the most basic human shit. Yeah. And all the other ones are cra- are fucking crazy. And yeah. like, it's. Why do we kowtow to these people? I don't understand that. I don't know. I used to work with a group of neurosurgeons that... Um... Oh, God. <laughs> I work with cardiologists, so I think I can speak freely about that. Because cardiologists are pretty bad, too. So, neurosurgeons are really bad, though. Yeah. I, it's, I, it's They're in a world of their own, man. They're just in a world oh. of their own. Um, well, of course, they're walking around thinking they're God's gift to medicine, the single most important person to have walked the planet. I know. I mean, look, they do good work. I, w- okay, so when I worked with this group of neurosurgeons, I can't tell you. So I had more patients and family members talk about how terrible their doctor's bedside manner was, but mm-hmm. but he saved my life. He's a total asshole, but he saved my I life. Mean, I guess the standard's so different then because you know that ner- like for nursing staff, they're going to care more about how you are to them as a human than they are than anything about what you're doing yeah. with them. Well, the phrase that I, the, um, I, tell me if you've heard this one, this phrase that's going around, uh, regarding nurses is, um, I don't care how much you know until I know how much you care. Have you heard, oh, have you heard this one God, yet? Like, spare me. I want to puke 
all the time. Uh, well, that'll take really us. That'll take so us hard. into our I can next. See my brain cells die. <laughs> that, that'll take us into our next topic, which is press gainy. <laughs> so oh, Jesus maybe Christ. we save this. Maybe we save that. Maybe you should say that can be the title of the next episode. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think we'll start. That'll be the first sentence of the next podcast. But yeah, I'm gonna throw that into the category of live, laugh, love posters. <laughs> I think you should, because pretty soon that's going to be hanging all over hospitals. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, and I'm like, that's really funny because there's also a sign there that says we don't tolerate violence, yet I have a physician threatening my life and my career, but whatever. Okay, so... All right, so I have another story. This is a resident story. I Oh, my God. Okay, all you residents, if we have any residents listening to a nursing podcast, I mean, you fall in the category of idiot provider, but we love you. Um, we do love you, and also thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks for listening. Welcome. <laughs> okay, but no, I, I, I understand that, you know, as of June 30th, you were a medical student, and as of July 1st, you're a doctor. I get that. That is scary in and of its own right. However... So, you know, um, working in the ER, we work under a lot of protocols, right? And so you get really used to, you know, if you have a chest pain person walking in, Mm -hmm. you're going to, you know, put an IV in them. You're going to draw basic labs. You're going to do an EKG. You're going to get them on the monitor. You're going to give them oxygen if they need it. You know, you have these protocols that you work under, right? So Mm -hmm. I feel like ER... ER nurses kind of... They're meant for... You know, they're there for a reason. Right. Blah, blah, blah. But nurses operate pretty independently in that regard. And nurses get pretty mm-hmm. comfortable in their protocols in the ER and I'm sure other areas as well. Um, but so, you know, when new resident season comes around and you're hitting July and August, it's always interesting to start seeing the orders that come in on patients, right? So we <laughs> had, we had, this is, oh my God, this is so many years ago, but I love this story. So... We had a patient come in, and this patient was a total frequent flyer. I mean, she was in our facility pretty much daily um, for, you know, I don't even remember what her complaint was. I think she came in with chest pain every day. So, you know, we had to do, like, EKG. And we got to the point where we would do do an EKG, and we would do um, first trope, and then if everything was negative, we'd kind of, like, treat and street, right? So, um, So this patient came in. And I see all of these orders come in, like all of these orders, right? Oh, someone was very worried about her and her chest pain. <laughs> someone huh? was very worried. And not only that, but this person, this brand new, pretty baby resident um, uh, that I just want to pet. I, I want to pet them. I just want to <laughs> pet them all because they're so pretty. Like, Aww. they're so fresh faced. So young and full of life and excitement and passion for the art of medicine. Is it because they care about people and they want to make a difference in the world? <laughs> I think yes. Yes. Okay. Because remember, Jen, I don't care how much you know until I know how much you care. <laughs> we should tell our providers that. <laughs> My go-to response, and they're going to be like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, what's that now? <laughs> what's that now? I'm sorry, you're Take it back. crazy. What's wrong? <laughs> um, but anyway, so I see this long list of orders, and it includes morphine oh boy and i know for a fact this lady's a med seeker and i know for Mm -hmm. a fact that we don't give her narcotics and so Mm -hmm. so i I approached the resident you know the fresh-faced baby resident and i said fresh proud of his little order set i said fresh-faced baby resident can you (laughs) tell me why you made these orders on this patient 
And the fresh-faced baby resident said, uh, yeah, because I saw the patient, and that's what the patient needs. And I said, oh. and I said, well, thanks for looping me into the convo there, Doc. And I said, is your attending aware that you've ordered all these things on this particular patient? And he said, no. And I said, okay, well, this patient is a very well-known patient to us. Um, and we do typically do, you know, a certain set of orders on this patient. Um, and he cut me off and he said, I ordered this stuff cause I want it done. So go do it. And oh, I said, great. and I said, listen, if you would like me to do these orders, I would like you to speak to your attending and you run these orders by your attending. And if your attending wants me to do the orders, I'll do the orders. And he looks right at me and he goes, you're going to do those orders because I'm the doctor. <laughs> and like and the I, world trembled at his feet. Right. I, I think I almost spit on him as I was laughing. I mean, he's like definitely got a semi while he's saying that. I'm just saying. I, I'm just like. I've literally, you've been a doctor for six and a half minutes. Like <laughs> <laughs> he has been practicing that in his mirror for four years of med school. That's what got I him through see exams. Him, like, getting That's up what in the got morning. him through matching. He's getting up in the morning. He's standing in front of his mirror and he goes, you're going to do those orders because I'm, I'm the, the doctor. doctor. <laughs> Oh my god, that's the funniest thing in the whole world. <laughs> oh my god. And then it didn't work and he's like, wait, what? I thought that's all that I, it took. I, I told him, I go, I, I after I was done laughing him, I was like, yeah, go ahead and talk to your attending. I'm not doing those orders. <laughs> cool, thanks. Yeah, I was like, yeah, whatever. And so within like three minutes, I see discontinued, discontinued, yeah. discontinued, discontinued. <laughs> to me, like... like the satisfaction of an of a ridiculous order that you questioned being silently discontinued without them like reaching out because they're too ashamed to talk to you. That's the most satisfying feeling ever. You know what? That's what keeps me going every day. You're exactly right. I look back on that moment as a defining moment of my life. Oh, I remember my. when we um we would get fresh kidney transplants on my unit and we had a very, very strict set of protocol that was based on evidence-based and surgeon preference and like this whole combo of things and it was very specific and it really didn't waver unless there was something really outstanding about the patient in particular and you know we would never give fresh potassium to these patients and the fluid sets were very specific and it had to do with your Foley output and the one-to-one and half-to-one and blah 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 so we would have these moonlighters overnight that were usually anesthesiology residents it was like part of their rotation they had to be on the transplant service they don't know these patients at all. So these fresh kidneys would come out from the OR in the middle of the night. Mm. And because, you know, transplants happen whenever they happen. Of course. And they were in charge of putting all the order sets in. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't even imagine what a nightmare that was. <laughs> it's such a nightmare. Literally, I'm not even exaggerating when I say there'd be seven different sets of fluid orders in there. Oh, my God. Now, you know which one to do. But I'm legally and morally... You know, I can't have seven sets of fluid. In the, there. I need to know. Well, what. okay, but let wait. But put that in perspective for one second, because what happens when you are also a new nurse? Well, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. So in this particular case that I'm thinking of, I went in and poked my little head in, and I said, "Hey, I'm patient, you know, so and so." And he goes, he looks up and he goes, "Wasn't right, huh?" <laughs> he 
knew immediately. <laughs> he, he looked because, so tired. Because you know that dude was just like, I'm going to click this, I'm going to click this, I'm going to click yeah. this, I'm going to click this. He's yeah. like, he was like operating those guess. orders. Like, you get yeah. a fluid and you get a fluid and you get a fluid. Everybody gets a fluid. That's exactly right. And so I said, no, no, it wasn't right. He goes, uh, do you want to just come in and just click out what needs to be clicked out? And I said, that's exactly what I want to do. Yes. Now, we can have a deeper conversation about whether or not that's appropriate, but man, it was you the right what? thing to do in that particular I, I'm going to tell you, it's 100% appropriate. <laughs> I don't, oh I don't, goodness. I don't care what any I mean, listen, he didn't does. know, so like, at least, you know, someone around us knew. Well, I know. But, I mean, that, that conversation could have gone a million different ways, and it did go a million different ways. Some of them would argue with you, you'd have to escalate it in the middle of the night up oh, to the sure. fellow, and you're bugging these people, and you're like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. And like... I think it comes back to nursing has so many perceptions in media and public and whatever. The biggest way that we help patients is by not doing orders that doctors order incorrectly. Of course. Yeah. When people say that like nurses are like the saviors and I mean, there are many, many doctors out there that are super humble and acknowledge that all the time that like, listen, like nurses have caught so many of my screw ups. Like if it weren't for the nurses, everyone makes, has screw ups. Everyone makes mistakes. It's wildly easy. It's dangerously easy to do all these things. It's part of the Swiss cheese model and blah, blah, blah. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you're having a new set of eyes. You know, pharmacy should be checking these things, too. I mean, there's definitely things have gotten to the end of the line where you're like, how on earth did this get to my computer and in my hands that I have to now figure out if this is safe or not? You know, right. something Absolutely. that the patient's allergic to that you're holding in your hand. You're like, wait a second. Oh, geez. There was there was one. I re- Oh, my God. I remember this so distinctly. I was a new. So I was a new grad nurse. OK, brand new grad nurse. And, um, I had an order now. So this particular hospital used Epic. And so we scan all of our meds, you know, into a MAR, mm-hmm. um, which I think most hospitals are doing now. Um, but anyway, and you know, the MAR is supposed to be like your last, um, like your last safety check. Right. So mm-hmm. I had an order for, um, it was a home medication continuation. And I remember it so distinctly cause it was like traumatizing to me. But, um, so the patient took 240 milligrams of, um, shoot, what was it? It was a cardiac med. Oh, you're a cardiac. 240 milligrams. I want to (laughs) say, I want to say it was like cardizem, but it was, it was not cardizem. Um, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know. Whatever. It was 240 milligrams of like, Uh of like a, um, sustained release medication. Okay. And, um, and so... I got the order and it gave me 240 milligrams of like immediate release. And so I was giving like, rather than one pill, I was giving like four 60 milligram tablets. And Mm -hmm. so, okay. So I read my order. That's how the order was written. It went through pharmacy. The check went through pharmacy And then I was scanning the med to give it to the patient. And I was like, why am I scanning four pills? Like, it was just like nagging in the back of my brain. Why am I scanning four Mm -hmm. pills? Like, this doesn't seem right. Right. It is 100% unusual. So I was like, it was just like nagging me. Like, something's not right about this. So I called pharmacy. And mind you, I'm new grad nurse. Like, I don't know what's not right about this, but usually you don't get four of the same pill, right? That's some deep instincts there because I wouldn't have known that as a new grad. Well, I, 
I, like I said, I can't explain it. It just, it was like, it didn't feel right to me. So, yeah. so I called, for, cause I was like, look, the worst thing I'm going to do is call pharmacy and they're going to tell me, yeah, you're yeah, good to absolutely. go. Right. So right. I was like, I'm just going to cover my CYA. Right. So right, totally. I call pharmacy and they're like, yep, that's the correct dose. You know, you're good to go. And I was like, and I go, okay. Cause I just, it's really weird that I've got four tablets here. I just, I don't know that I've ever given four tablets this medicine. And he goes, wait, you have four tablets? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, hold on a second. And so he looks oh, into it a little further and he's like, oh, yeah, no, 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 no. This is supposed to be one ex- like sustained release tablet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they corrected the order. But so this got through. So it happened. So this is what happened looking back in hindsight because they investigated it. So it was a brand new doctor mm-hmm. who ordered it. It was a brand new pharmacist who did the check. And and I was a brand new grad nurse. And I was like, had I administered immediate release? Because it was like a blood pressure medication. I God, I'm so sorry. I can't remember which one it was. But I'm like, had I administered 240 milligrams of immediately released medication? Like, at best, I would have been, like, coding this patient, right? I mean... I mean, Jesus. Right? How... And... And... It would have come down to you. Why did you administer the medication? Yeah. And like, so this is wildly unfair. I mean, like literally this happened eight years ago. And so this is, this sticks with me because it was like so traumatizing. Like I literally could have just killed somebody right now. Well, and that really brings home the importance of, of what we do. And like that at the end of the day, it does come down to the nurse to, to catch that and that's crazy right? that's crazy to me I know and then to be disrespected on top of that give me a fucking break well I don't think oh you mean just in general we're disrespected or you mean me that's it no I didn't I wasn't disrespected in this particular instance it just I mean in I mean in general okay. in comparison to a physician yeah if right. you're looking at oh yeah for sure we're taking care of someone like who do you trust more well, I don't need to be what was me about it. I love being a nurse. Nurses are great. But like it that feels that that to me just really paints the picture though of what we're talking about. Like mm-hmm. especially I mean you're brand new and like you're you're all brand new, but then it comes down to well the nurse administered it and she shouldn't have. Right. But the doctor ordered it, the pharmacy checked the it. it the, yeah. Right. I know. I know. The culpability seems to come down to the nurse no matter how many idiot providers you're working with. And you know Well, when I was brand new, I almost gave a patient a med he was allergic to because I didn't, I didn't check his allergies before, which is on me. He had a long list of them. Mm-hmm. I had them written down in my sheet, but not in a way that I retained that information. Sure. And I was reading out all his meds to him. It was something very extremely basic. It was not something life-threatening, but he said, oh, no, I don't take that. I, I'm allergic to that. And I look up and I'm like, oh, you sure should are. Like, are you serious? <laughs> so between ordering it and the pharmacy checking it and delivering it and me scanning it, nothing came up. Right. That the that's, had this listed as an allergy. That's crazy. And again, are we that, really that much better off with electronic charting? Than that? I mean, come on. Well, I mean, the you mean the theory is it had to get through the doctor's first check, the pharmacist's check, and second check, the nurse's third check, and the MAR as fourth check. So, right. you know, you, I mean, there is a lot of safety measures in place, but you know, it just goes to show you that like things still happen. Absolutely, it's not foolproof. Yeah, it's yeah, not it's foolproof. certainly not foolproof. But I mean, this whole conversation is about idiot providers, and you know, we kind of diverge, but it's good, good diversion, I think. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I so we have a running joke in my office 
Um, you know the Journey song? It feels like the first time. Yeah. Feels like the first, like the first time. time. Right. So we play that in the office every time we have an experience that. <laughs> so we, 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 do have, we do a set of... Um, of things that we, ever almost every patient, you know, so we're part of what our, we're doing is coordinating for discharge and, you know, we're looking at home care, we're looking at home infusion, like whatever. Mm-hmm. One of the big things we do is discharge patients home on milrinone therapy. Sure. And it requires a very specific script that needs, it's not a lot of information, but it's just some specific information that they need to dose it correctly. We draw labs and take care of the PICC line and things like that. And we do it on, I would say, at least 70 to 80% of our patients. And we have a lot of patients. So all of my, I work with APPs. All of my APPs have done this literally dozens, hundreds of times. I mean, just an insane amount of times. And without fail, every single time, with, I would say it's three to four of them specifically, they give me scripts that are wrong. Okay. And they just hand them to me, here you go, or they leave them on my desk when I'm out of my office or whatever. <laughs> and I come back and I'm like, no. <laughs> False. <laughs> False. This is wrong. And they hand it to me so proudly. <laughs> here you go. I've, I've done something for you. You're welcome. Here is your script. I have printed it and chosen it just for you and signed my little name and put my NPI next to it. And here you go. <laughs> And I look at it, and I'm like, it's fucking wrong. Oh, my God. And then my coworker will play It Feels Like the First Time by Journey. <laughs> or is it, is it Foreigner? Is it, I don't know who it's saying, so it doesn't matter. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. It doesn't matter. We all know the song. We're all singing it right now. It's fine. We're all singing the song. Some of you are singing it from Pitch Perfect. That's also fine. <laughs> hey, I know it from that, too. <laughs> Good. Because, <laughs> by the way, Pitch Perfect is the best in every way, shape, and form. It is. You're great. Correct. <laughs> Um, no, no diggity was playing in the store that I was in today. And I was like, mm, Pitch Perfect. <laughs> it's so funny because now when I hear the songs from Pitch Perfect on my radio, all I can think about is Pitch Perfect. It doesn't matter how I knew the songs b- before Pitch Perfect. No, it's erased all memories of it. Until <laughs> I know, right? The like, songs didn't exist can... until Pitch Perfect aired. <laughs> that's for the first that's right. Absolutely. And they're all wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um... So yes. But like I mean, are you are you actually serious right now that like I we are doing this again and I have to bring it back and say, No, you don't have anything on here. Did you even look at it before you gave it to me? So why do they not have like something posted on their little office space that says, This is how you write this prescription? I think they may have at one point. We do have those things available, but they don't reference them. Okay, and... well, print it out and stick it on their fucking door. <laughs> I mean, put it on their fucking forehead, honestly. Like, <laughs> I mean, really, it's like, wild to me. I mean, if you have, if they're, if if you have seventy to eighty percent of your patients going home on this, they're writing the script over and over and over and over. It seems like there should be like a template for it, like just post. They're it just right idiot there. providers. I can't. I don't know, Jamie. I can't. They're just idiot <laughs> providers. It's just part of it. I I don't know, Sarah, but it makes me want to come up with like a song that has to do with idiot providers. I feel like I feel like I we think need should absolutely come up with a song. <laughs> Maybe that's another podcast. Hey everybody, <laughs> tune in to listen to Sarah and I come up with music. And we can't, and we can't sing for crap. So you're nope, sure can't. So don't <laughs> don't be coming to it for that. It's not for that. 
All right. Well, we are getting to uh, the end of our time here today. Uh, and there's so much more to be said on this topic. And I know um, we'll have to carry this topic over into um, another content topic. These which are is, stories we would love to hear you guys write we, in you were your robot idiot again. providers. Wait, you were well, a robot. Well, I'm not a Would robot you... in real life, though. It's okay. I know, but I don't know what you said. I'm sorry, said... everybody listening. <laughs> we're having technical difficulties with our phones. Sarah is um, in a closet, and sometimes it means that the reception isn't that good. But it makes us sound better. It's all for you. True. You're welcome, everyone. You're welcome. I said that right. idiot provider stories are what we for sure want you guys to email in about. Because... They're so funny to me. They're oh, so yes. Funny. Please email us with all of your idiot provider stories. We will have 11 more episodes about it if you give us enough content. <laughs> and we will Count just it. literally 11. read through all of your emails of idiot provider stories. I mean, honestly, that would make my fucking day. We made a coffee table book of it when we all left the unit together. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I, where's it's, this coffee table book, book and why haven't we read through this? I'm so sorry. I'll have to find it. Oh my god. I feel like you've been holding out and I feel a little cheated on right now. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's alright. It's, um, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> it's never me, for the record. <laughs> um, I do She's wanna, the idiot provider, too. <laughs> I do want to segue into um, uh, we will carry through this topic because we have an upcoming topic. I We haven't slated the recording date yet. But we will be talking about uh, mid-level providers, specifically nurse practitioners and Mm -hmm. um, practitioners going to uh, school without any clinical experience, uh, which I think makes for a fantastic idiot provider. So, Oh, it's a perfect formula for one, really. Right. I mean, honestly, if we were going to create a formula. And this is going to hurt a lot of people's feelings. And listen, you deserve to have your feelings hurt because you made the wrong choice. Yeah, so nurse practitioners Sorry. without any clinical experience may want to tune out for that one because it's probably going to be <laughs> a little bit of a bashing session. But mm, if you so work sorry, with but... a nurse practitioner who has no clinical experience, email us with your idiot provider stories because we will include it in that topic. All right, we have reached the end of our time today. Um, so again, we've been talking about you emailing us with topics, and I just want to remind you of our email address, which is not hard. It is nurse coffee talk at gmail.com. That's nursecoffeetalk at gmail.com. Email us with any topics you want to hear about, funny stories related to the topics we've already discussed. If you go back and hear an old episode, you're welcome to email us about that. We can always reprise our topics if there's enough interest in them. These topics never die. Don't worry. They never die. What's that? There's always... These topics never die. There's always room to bring it back up again. Oh my God, Sarah, you're killing me. I can't hear anything you're saying. I'm so sorry. All right. Well, to all the podcasters listening, uh, I'm going to uh, assume that Sarah said something incredibly funny uh, that I couldn't hear. (laughs) She's right. (laughs) When when in doubt, that's a safe assumption. (laughs) All right. And uh, remember to email us with anything you want to hear about, stories, funnies, all all that good stuff. And uh, we will be in touch with you soon. Stay tuned for our next hot topic. Uh, which will be Press Ganey. Everyone wants to tune in for that because we are going to bash the shit out of Press Ganey. Spooky. Get ready. (laughs) All right, everybody. Have a beautiful week at work, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.